I talk to strangers day or night. I talk to strangers in any kind of line. It makes sense to me to believe in the kindness and the trust I So you were saying you do sometimes talk to strangers. I, mean, I talk to strangers all the time, but um, I understand that I'm a pretty, uh, a very outgoing person. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that, do you think? I just, it's just a personality trait that I was born with, I think. Yeah? I think, I think, I think some of it has to do with my family and the way that I was, with the environment that I was brought up Where in. Where were you raised? Uh, I was raised in Connecticut. Oh, yeah? But I have a, a pretty big family. Oh. Uh, a brother and two sisters and... You know, I was always with my cousins and grandparents and back then. Uh, I'm 33 now. So back then, like, before the internet and, and this, <laughs> before like, the internet. Mm -hmm. there really wasn't a lot to do. You know, I was always talking to random strangers. I used right. to do that all the time. And so you think the internet stopped. has changed? You think, like, people being on their phones has changed that? Yeah, I totally think that the internet has changed that because yeah. I think it consumes a lot of people's time without them realizing it. I think we check a lot of things on a daily basis yeah. that we don't that we used to just know like the weather or traffic right. or stuff like that. I think we'd Well you would a lot check it like you'd listen to the news and they would give you the weather like twice a day or something. I, mean, right? I never even really cared too much about the weather. Right. You know? Um, you see it outside anyway, right? Yeah, it's like I mean <laughs> The weather doesn't really affect, unless it's going to snow or something, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. But uh, I really think that uh, just the information in general, I think people take a lot of time to kind of just read normal things that right. aren't really that important. And then I also think that, uh, um, uh, I think that, that there's just so much sales going on all the time that everything that we come across is somehow tweaked towards a sale. Right. So... So when you're reading it, they're actually selling you something. Yeah, every like, single thing you we see bought, is a sale. We I bought think. some journals, right? So wait, Abby, will you show him your journal? Do you have it? I have this one. Yeah. The universe has your back journal. Okay. But this woman is actually, um, she has a book and a business. It's Gabriel Bernstein. Okay. And to your point... I mean, it's a really cool journal. It's beautiful and inspiring, but that's her business. You know, she's in the business of inspiration, and I've, I'm aware of her because I'm sort of in the business of inspiration also. Like, I try, I work with teenagers and people in homeless shelters and really? trying to inspire people through a lot. percussion is partially, we do drum circles. Okay. And Abby's my intern, so she's working with me, so... But we, um, I also have this podcast called Talking to Strangers because I agree with you. There's so much. I mean, not that people always talk to strangers before, but now we're, we're kind of in our own little I feel like silo. there's a lot more fear going on Yeah. now. I think that we have to be very careful because... Um, we have to be I, careful or we think we have no, to be I think careful? No, uh, I think that we have to be careful with listening to all... Oh. Fear and, oh, yeah. and, and, and blowing. Yeah, what it's doing is minimizing 
people's movements. Really what's happening is people are moving, physically moving less and physically looking more and listening more and thinking more. And I just think that we're listening to they and them we don't really know what it is there's a lot of outward information coming oh, yeah. in from sources that we don't even know who it's coming from i know and, I, and, I feel and it's like often wrong right it's always, yeah, yeah i don't often. i don't listen to that like i'm a very different person like that like i tend to ignore almost anything that i hear unless yeah. i continually hear the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over then those are the things that I start it to might pay sink in to. yeah well it was interesting i was on a jury i was on a murder trial and there were a bunch of people on the jury who listened to the news a lot. One woman in particular who would start telling us about what was going on, and one of the things was that girls all over Brooklyn were being snatched up in white vans. Well, it turns out it's a total like Facebook hoax. Like it's a, it was just a hoax all in a, so many different places. They said this was happening, and people believed it, and then spread that information, and then. I got something from my son's high school saying don't let the kids out of school by themselves. Or yeah, no, I, that's kind of. It's very. I, I mean, this is pretty controversial, but you know, uh, the first like school shooting that ever happened was in Connecticut. Oh yeah. Except, I'm not sure if no, they might have. I think Columbine might have been first in Colorado, Oh yeah. But then there was one in Connecticut. Uh huh. And and after that, like it was just. Two or three of them happened like right after. Yeah. Like I used to use my Facebook account for this type of thing where I would just write like objective articles like a blog on my Facebook about things that I thought. But I haven't been on there in like over a year because I just ran out of information. Like I don't play the game of say President Trump, that whole media game on Twitter, like I, I couldn't believe that the president was on Twitter. Like that, did that you, what did you think is, about that? Is like unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like very childish. Childish. Like I feel like that's highly irresponsible and just yeah. stupid and it just, it makes, I feel like that just makes a mockery of like the prestige of the office of president. Right. Of the United States. But I think, you know, one of the things that I find interesting about him being elected president is that, you know, things happen and we're very, we were talking earlier about just being, like looking in the mirror, right? Like being conscious of who you are and questioning yourself and thinking but so often I think we're not questioning our own selves right so you're saying it's ridiculous that president the president's on Twitter but to a certain extent it's ridiculous that people are all anybody's on Twitter right so it's almost like we can't really expect in some ways we sort of expect certain people like our leaders to be different than us but our leaders are trying to communicate I'm not defending him but I'm saying one follows the other, right? Like in a way. I mean, I'm, I'm not against Twitter. I'm not against yeah. social media. Right. Um, I'm just against. Like I think if if there's a politician that should be in charge of social media or should yeah. be the voice of social media, then I think then that person should be speaking on social media. But I just think that if, if you look at the House of Representatives and the Congress and all this whole impeachment process, the formality of everything that goes on in Washington, yeah, and then to take that and just write God knows what on Twitter, it just shows no reserve on the part of the President of the United States who has to listen to himself talk. And that right. habit can be dangerous right. to the country. But to your point... This guy just can't shut up. Yeah. 
But to your point, and we were talking just in general about how, like, it's the new year, you know, we were talking about sort of self-esteem and how we, how we resolve to change ourselves, you know, because we do talk a lot about, unfortunately, the president. We talk a lot about what other people should do. And we're ta- we were sort of talking about, like, starting first with ourselves, right? Because in some ways, he is only a result. He is a mirror, in a way, of, of our society, of American culture. Whether we don't necessarily like that and we rail against it, but yet so much of the time we are complicit in it, right? Yeah, he represents this entire. The president of the United States represents the entire country. Just yeah, I mean, it actually represents any other country. Just how a member of a family would represent that family. Right. Um, it's because of your name. It's because of your identity. It's, our names are everything. Oh, we were talking what about. What? So you mean your last name or your like? Your, well, just whatever you call yourself. Yeah. Is the most important thing. Abby was saying you have lots of names, right? Yeah. I have a very long name, but I only choose to use part of it. Why? Or what's your name? My full name is Abigail Noemi Toledo Gallardo Torres. Like, it's that whole thing. I didn't hear anything. Say it again. Say it again. Abigail Noemi Toledo Gallardo Torres. What are you, Puerto Rican? <laughs> no, I'm Chilean. Oh, you're Italian? Chilean. Oh, Chilean. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, how old are you? I'm 16. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you should, you should definitely never be ashamed of anything old school. Like, at, the long at, at my age, I'm, I realized, you kind of caught me at a weird time. Like, I'm, I've been thinking a lot. I have kids. I have two kids. Oh, yeah. One's 12, one's 10. Like, oh, you wow. know, like, I've been... I've been thinking about this stuff for a long time, you know, yeah. so I'm getting back towards the old school, towards the appreciation of the old school of, again, identity. Those names that you have, for whatever reason, the, every single one of those names is very, not only important, but loved by the person who gave those names. Yeah, it's so very my, traditional, right, my, to my sister's are named, like, family name. My sister's name is Regina Maria Guadalupe. And her other her other sister's Maria de Bordes. Oh really? Half Italian, half Puerto Rican. Oh that's funny. Italian, huh. So that doesn't it, and my brother has children in Peru. Like I, I have friends from all over the world. I lived in, in Florida for a long time. I lived in Miami. I lived in Orlando. You know, I've met many people playing baseball. You were just in stuff. Orlando. <laughs> like Who did you play baseball for? Um no one that you know probably. Oh, yeah. I was just playing like some semi pro like oh, yeah. low level. Huh. Professional baseball. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking for another place to play this year. I'll see what happens. I'm yeah. Back up here. Um, but. Um, yeah, the name thing is interesting. Like if you, you traveled, you're not going to hear anything normal <laughs> if you go outside of wherever you're from. Yeah. You know. Well, I think too when, especially when we're young, like I was thinking, I was saying I grew up Jewish and I grew up in Arizona, so I was sort of embarrassed about being Jewish because it just seemed weird. There weren't that many people who were Jewish, so now I look back and I think I should have invited people over like I do now. Abby was at my party for Hanukkah. I'm not embarrassed about it now. I like to share my traditions, but I, you know, when you're younger, sometimes you want to fit in. 
And if you don't, like I had this big frizzy hair and everybody had this straight, long, blonde hair. And it was sort of interesting. Well, I think you know? parents are, are, you know, very key. Parents are the most responsible and critical people, I think, to defining that role and to making their children believe that they're beautiful and to raising yeah. self-esteem. I think, I mean, I think that has falls a lot on the parent. I mean, yeah. there's really not, you can't do everything to, to, to raise a person's self-esteem. Yeah. But you can certainly, you know, encourage them and, and, and love them. And I think yeah. really that's where it comes from. I mean, I actually, uh, I worked in kosher food in Miami. I was, oh, yeah. I was punk, huge Jewish huh. parties, working with, like, literally, that must like, have the been Jewish, the Israeli-American <laughs> conference and stuff. I oh, wow. The president wow. of Israel almost came <laughs> oh, wow. um, to one of them. But, That's funny. <clears throat> I, you know, it's, I think this country, one good thing that's going on in this country is people don't care as much anymore. People don't see the differences anymore. Yeah. That's well, we, obvious. That is something that really is positive that's come out of this sort of latest, you know, president and the way that people started reacting to yeah. some of the... I think that was a maybe not on purpose, but... Yeah, exactly. But definitely a good byproduct that we are talking a lot about. The differences in accepting people in this country and it's nice i mean none of the stuff that a lot of the things that people used to hate on each other for or whatever are bad things yeah you know go to skin the country you're from right you know anything it, unless you know those aren't even bad things there's ways that people i mean if you study the history of this world i've studied the history of the world i've studied you know, psychology, I've studied humanities, yeah. I've studied religion, like, I've studied a lot about the human race, and one thing that human beings are really good at is fighting with each other, yeah. and making war and killing each other, I'd say like the most, the most constant thing that in this world is war, it's, I don't think there's ever been a year in the existence of this world since yeah. the first war where there wasn't a war going on somewhere. Yeah, but it's so sad because you know actually what's going on. A friend of mine is from uh, Beirut, and I was telling Abby, you know, you don't hear a lot about it, what's going on there because it's not a war, because they're peacefully protesting, and so it doesn't make the news as much. If people were getting killed, and when Beirut was in civil war, we heard a lot about it back in the seventies and eighties. But it's interesting because I think that we have the communication skills now to know better than to kill each other. And we're talking about with youth, like knowing what to do, how to be involved, how to help. And it's like, in a way, they have a responsibility to understand that we are the same and to not take arms against each other, you know? And I feel like we're at a point with our communication because of maybe silly things like Twitter that we could connect. Yeah, I think the bombardment of information I mean, in college, I went to Florida for college, uh-huh. and it was totally a new world for me. And yeah. One thing that I found was kids in Florida were really accepting, really laid back, really, like, just chill, like, everybody. And then that changed me a lot. I went from being, like, really, you know, driven in my own mind and structured, yeah. kind of closed-minded to being a lot more relaxed, a lot more open-minded. I met a lot more people. Um, and I think one thing we need to remember is that you know money money controls everything in this world and power is equal to money really in this world there's a lot of old money in this world a lot of old power you know 
governments that are formed from families. They used to be royalty, but they're still government. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of money that still controls the world. And war is one of the greatest stimulants of money in the short term. It's always bad in the long term, right. but in the short term, war always creates money. And it's the go-to the go-to model for big governments, imperial governments, which it seems like there's always at least one empire, is the is money. And that's that's really the system. It's so easy for you know, it's simple. Everyone knows. The masses understand that we shouldn't kill each other, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do that. But when there's power involved and there's right. money involved, there's people who have an agenda who don't recognize the human rights that the American Constitution right. recognizes. But we have to, I mean, just like, and to, I mean, just the work that we're doing with trying to create connection in other ways so that people can have the self-esteem or self-empowerment enough to make decisions outside of that. Exactly. Is the key to that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, of course, there are always people, there was a saying when I was growing up, and I don't know if you hear it now so much, but let the buyer beware. Do you hear that? Not really. Let the buyer beware. It was very common. And it was, we don't really think about that these days because we get angry. When someone sells us something like a mortgage, for example, that we can't afford, then everybody's up in arms. But we have to actually take personal responsibility, right, for making our own decisions, right? So people are always going to try to make money on you. You know, they're going to charge you too much for bubble tea or coffee or whatever. And it's we we are like sheep. You know, Starbucks, if you look at the Starbucks logo, it is a siren. Do you know what a siren is? Yeah, Greek like goddess kind of like nymph. Yeah, she was like a mermaid. But yeah. she, the whole thing was that she sang, she lured sailors in to their death, basically. And Starbuck is the character in um, Moby Dick. He's the sailor. So the his whole name is Starbuck. Starbuck, yeah. So the I whole need to see that movie. the whole idea. Read the book. It's I started. You have to have an encyclopedia, book, a dictionary right, right next to you, and it's very. My sister has that book. It's a she hard, it's a hard book. But the reality is, is that the idea that they were creating. I used to write about marketing. And I interviewed the Starbucks people early on. I mean, what they were able to accomplish to get people to pay like five times what they were paying for coffee before and make it's almost like a vacation in a cup, right? Like people will go, they'll get theirs. They changed the whole coffee business they did, world they round. They did, they did, but how long are they going to last? Well, I don't know. It seems how to be going on. They've sold it to Italy. But the point is, is that the point is, is that they knew their whole. When you create a brand, you're purposely parting people from their money. And if you think about the siren, you know she's a siren. She's luring you in, and but people do it willingly, and most people don't even know that that's the symbol. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I know what a, I know what a siren it's funny, is, right? but I didn't know that that's what that was. Yeah, I, I would have not gone to Starbucks if I knew that that was <laughs> I know, I should spread the word. Um, but it's funny, right? Because there are people coming up with, like, to your point. Is it Starbucks? Well, it used to be a Starbucks. Is it still? Yeah, I guess, yeah. They have a deal. 
Yeah, it's like they're in group. They serve Starbucks. But you know, it's interesting to your point that people are always trying to make money. No, but there's a difference between free trade. I have no problem with that. I think without free trade, this world goes to to hell. Right. Yeah, but we have to take personal responsibility to know... To make those decisions for ourselves. Well, if, you, if you can't afford to buy a four dollar cup of coffee, you shouldn't be doing it. You should right. be getting your coffee somewhere else. Right. It's all psychology. Why is someone? Why are they charging four dollars for a cup of coffee? Because people are assuming that if it costs more, that it's better quality. Uh, exactly. Is it really better? That's my question. No, I know. It's because always, if it is better, then okay, question. charge more. But if it's not better, like I, I right. was in management training at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah. Dunkin' Donuts has. Supposedly, uh, Brazilian, you know, South American rainforest coffee. Their their quality in their coffee is going up because of the Starbucks. competition. Yeah, because of that competition, they definitely did raise the bar on coffee. Yeah, like I don't go to Seven Eleven as much as I used to for coffee, or I don't go to you know Green Mountain places that you know because I don't. Your standards are It's either the price. Like, I mean, I I look for a good deal. The only reason I'm here is because they have the 50-cent refill on this. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because... So you keep your cup and they have a 50-cent... Or if you're sitting here. Yeah, no. If you keep your receipt and you come back that day... Yeah. I don't even think you need the cup, but just the receipt. And you can get another one for 50 cents. Oh, wow. So I'll pay four bucks for two cups of coffee. I'll pay $2 a cup. But if it was only $3, if it was $3.50 with no refill, I would never come here for coffee. Wow, so you're good though. And they also have, like, we'll buy one, get one free with the cookie. Yeah, cookies and all that, like, I could care less. <laughs> you're just a coffee guy. Yeah, I just, I literally just come here for the coffee and, like, yeah. you know, the, what I've learned in life, like, there's a lot of options. Like, I know people from South America. Like, yeah. I, my brother's, you know, girlfriend is a coffee farmer in South America. Oh, yeah. She sent straight espresso, like, really good espresso, like, two huge kilo bags of it, yeah you know oh, that's so like you know i don't i travel a lot and i see different things so when someone tells me hey look like you've never had this before this is you know <laughs> you're skeptical it, you know i don't really think you know so really the only way really it's it's customer service yeah i think cleanliness you know what i mean like if your restaurant's not clean you get the best coffee in the world i don't want that I know that's why I shouldn't have brought. We should get ginger out of here before we get in trouble. Yeah. It was so nice talking to you, Henry. You too. Thank you, you too. for talking to strangers. Sure. Yeah, no problem. See, I do this all the time. <laughs> you're, you're good at it. See, I was telling Abby how fun it is because people, you know, when you're comfortable and you're just having a conversation with people, it's so it's so fascinating. You know that connection. I, feel, I mean, I feel like these days it's a struggle to, to care what other people have to say. You know what I mean? I used to listen to everybody. Yeah. Like now I'm like, man. Well, everybody's talking and no one's listening. It's like, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to talk about like, TV shows or crap that, like, you know, doesn't matter. Like, I'd love to talk about world events and how, yeah. how to raise people's self esteem or something. Yeah. I mean, one thing I would like to say, and I mean this sincerely, that war is the worst thing. And if there is one change that can be made, stop. Yeah, I agree with you. Just do that, and I think that that's a message. But that's a but that's a great message for our youth, especially right now. People are getting scared about what's happening in the news, and you know, there are no there's no leader in history who has themselves done the killing in a war, right? So we can blame the leaders, but in the end, it's always the people. Not really. They get convinced. When you're in the military, you'll get killed if you don't follow your orders. 
I know, but even then, I don't <clears throat> know. And, I mean, uh, this society, the, the military has built our world. Our world is built on military principles. All these principles you see in business, all the principles you see everywhere is all military structure. Sun Tzu's Art of War is the only military like treatise that was successful. The Ming Dynasty ruled for thousands of years under those moral standards. And it's all about, I read that whole, that whole thing, and the key to winning, to be the master of war, according to him, is to win without fighting. He says the most powerful, most powerful person in the world would win without fighting. If you're that powerful, you would yeah. be able to put people in positions where they couldn't fight against you. Yeah. So if you're not smart enough to do that, you shouldn't be leading the country. Here, here. Well, thank you. Nice chatting with you. Yeah, you too. I talk to strangers day or night. I talk to